Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we always implore you all to use your heads, even though we know that you are using your heads, because you come to us, your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude, because you are smarter than the average fan. So the best way to support the movement is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. Listen, let's keep it a bucket and a half, folks. We're smack dab in the middle of summer. Things are starting to open up. You're going outside again. And you can't be outside with that religious-ass wardrobe that you have. Now, when I say religious wardrobe, your T-shirt is holy, dog. Your T-shirt is holy. So it's time to step your game up by picking up an aesthetically pleasing shirt from ProBrustandTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Not only are you supporting the movement, but you're going to be looking damn fine. And I guarantee that. Again, ProBrustandTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Remember, TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney and making his illustrious return to the Weave Waves i.e. airwaves, the illustrious Ray Cash. Now, gentlemen, we find ourselves as we record on the precipice of the fourth installment of the Weave Civil War, i.e. we're recording this a couple of hours before the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks tangle in game four of the NBA Finals. Gentlemen, Nobody gives a shit what I have to say on this topic. I just set it up, and I want y'all to go at it. Have why, at it. Why's it got to be Milwaukee? Why can't it be Pahonix then, too? You know, why do we got to just fuck with my city's name? Well, you do know that's, that's technically... That, that, that's also technically how it is supposed to be pronounced. No, that is the correct pronunciation. That's all bullshit. Just like... The, oh yeah, Algonquin. tell it to Alice Cooper. That, that's where tell I was going. That's where I was going with that. That's movie bullshit. It's not Algonquin, and it's not. It doesn't mean the. It's all horseshit. It's all movie bullshit. Just like the chance that the Phoenix Suns. Are, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this has been a great series so far. Ray, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know your feelings? We're heading into Game Four tonight as a Phoenix Suns fan. Well, thank you, Parcival Chippendale. It's oh, always whoa. good to be back with the crew. Chippendale. I mean, you know, you're looking, you're looking, what you're my rock- boy uh, Booker T say? Rock- looking kind of jacked, baby. <laughs> Rocking it with the with the thunder from down. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, thunder from down under, how huh? you using your head for real, for real, <laughs> huh? Uh-huh. Watch it. Um, no, man. Hey, uh, look, great series. There's no way in hell the Suns were going to sweep the Bucks. Especially not going back to Milwaukee. The Bucks are too good. The Bucks are probably, I don't say they're the better team, but they have the biggest advantage. Everybody on that squad seems like, except for Brent Forbes, is like six foot seven or higher. So, like, I don't know why they just decided now to go to the paint and dominate. Um, looking forward to it. I will, I will be honest with you. 
I didn't want to sweep because I respect Milwaukee and Giannis too much. I completely. But the Suns and four guy would have been a legend had it been Suns and four. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, the old adage is the series doesn't necessarily start until the home team drops a game. So it's kind of like it as much as I wish the Bucks could have taken one of the first two games in Phoenix, both of those games pretty much played out for the most part the same way. Uh, the Bucks get at home and, and their guards play well and Phoenix guards don't play as well. It's kind of, you know, a little bit of the home cooking happening here. I fully expect Milwaukee to win tonight. I expect this series mm. to be tied. Um, I believe Aiton is out tonight as well, so that really doesn't bode well for a team that's trying to defend somebody that had 40 points and 10 rebounds back-to-back games for um, consecutive I'm sorry, nights. Say that again? I believe DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden is out. I believe he is out tonight. No, 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 no. That's the case. I need to fly out of Milwaukee. They need a center. Flan, <laughs> how are you feeling about this series so far as a neutral as we look this up? I had not checked in a while. I was on the golf course today, so it may have changed since I seen. But how are you feeling about this series heading into game four tonight, Platt? Number one, Sonny, you know I love you, but I hate that phrase so much that the series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. That's one of them bullshit phrases that we heard so much growing up, and they're just part of our lexicon now. But the fuck does that even mean? So if everybody holds serve and the game or the series goes to seven games, does that mean they didn't really play because the home team or the home team never lost? Like, eh, fuck out of here. If Aiden is out, that's 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 big, man. And it's funny, Ray, because you brought up that Milwaukee decided to go big on Sunday, and I actually think it was the opposite. You know, this is something that Tony and I had talked about on last week's weave, that probably their best bet, Milwaukee, by the way, their best bet to match up with Phoenix was to play small. So have Giannis out there and a bunch of guards slash forwards, and I, I think that worked out well, especially considering that Aiden got in foul trouble because that Mellon Farmer was balling before he got in foul trouble. But the bottom line is... Game three was Dunzo because of that run at the end of the second quarter. I think the last four minutes of the second quarter, Milwaukee went on a, what was it, like a 30 to nine run or something like that. Because I remember 20 out, to six, and it, went, it again just got worse from there, yeah. Yeah, because coming out of half, man, both teams shot the ball well in the third quarter, but Phoenix was playing catch up the whole time, so they couldn't really. You know, they, they they couldn't they couldn't move that lead. It proved to be insurmountable. Then halfway through the fourth, Monty just packed it up and decided to fight for another day. Um, if I'm Phoenix, I'm feeling good right now because, you know, sans that one bad stretch of four quarter or excuse me, four minutes of basketball, you're sitting pretty. I do think Milwaukee pulls this one out tonight, but yeah, I, I, I like I said from the beginning, Phoenix and six. I think Aiton is playing tonight. I think I miss may have gotten some bad information or misread something earlier in the day. I, I got heart problems, Sonny. You can't do that to me. Well, can't sorry. do that to me just on a whim. Sorry. Ooh. I heard Booker and Paul so, are out, though. Uh, thank you for that. Sarge is coming like, back, I, though. I, Booker and Paul are out. Sarge coming back. You good with that? Oh, got you. Got, hey, look, man. Sarge <laughs> dropping 40. Um, three reasons the Bucks won game three, and it bodes well for them to win game four tonight. Aiden got in foul trouble, which meant that they had, the Suns had no size. So Giannis could just go the fuck off. Two... John has shot more free throws than the entire Suns team. That's never a good. And Giannis hit them hoes. Shout out to Giannis. I'm sorry, Giannis. My bad, honey. Giannis hit them hoes. Shout out to Giannis actually shooting free throws. I also want to say real quick before I get to number three, 
he is the he is the best worst free throw shooter I've ever seen because he has such irrational confidence. He don't give a damn. He he will gladly go shoot the most, knowing he'll miss and still shoot them. I respect the fuck out of that. And number three, Drew Holiday decided to show up and took defending seriously. And I, I don't know if he affected Devin Booker as much as Devin Booker was out of rhythm, but he affected Chris Paul. And if they can get back to that and do that, but they were big. They, they went big. Bobby Porter's had good minutes. Pat Connaughton is maybe the unsung hero of the entire squad. They went big, and that's when they were able to, like, really change the game. And they have they should go big because our biggest player outside of Aiden is Cam Johnson, and I say that because he has three inches on his afro. Other than that, we got nobody. Yeah, you talk about Frank the, Kaminsky? You, right, you talk about that free throw disparity. The same thing was in Phoenix Suns' favor. If you go back and look at game one, the free throw disparity oh, was, was, was yep. gigantic. So you're going to get that. That's that's where like the home cooking comes in, and that's kind of like, Platt, you don't like how I say that, but you know, Milwaukee holds serve tonight, and it, we're going to be where everybody thought they were. Uh, P.J. Tucker has been the one that I thought has been doing the best job on Booker. But we'll see, yeah. you know, I mean, Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker and, well, well, and the rest of that staff are. When when did I ever say I didn't like you talking about home cooking? I literally brought I up home cooking last of, episode. I meant the phrase of the fact that the playoffs don't start until a team. That's oh, oh, I mean. oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because of course did there's going to be home cooking. That's I how this I thought maybe, yeah, I thought, do you like that phrase, though? The series doesn't start now? Do you like that phrase now? Did you change your mind? No, I still... No, I still don't like okay, that. That was that was what I was talking about. Well, well, well be clear, please. Be precise in what you say, so I'm please so, and thank you. Sorry, I was I was very opaque there. I won't let it happen again. <laughs> Stay on his ass, Flat. Uh, Stay on him. Man, <laughs> I can't wait till start drinking for the next show. I'm gonna make your life a living hell. Well, what what else is new? But yo, can we give Giannis his props though? This smelling farmer is out here putting up God numbers right now. Yeah. What is it, Shaq and LeBron are the only LeBron, other two players. Yeah. The only other two players to have 40 and 10 in back-to-back playoff games. I like the point at the press conference where someone brought it up that, you know, Jordan Jordan did it four times and Giannis goes in a row. Oh hell no! I know no no man. I'm just <laughs> hell. Come on now. I know. Wow, that's crazy. That's like almost word for word what he said with with you know a little smile. He's like, and the thing I love about Giannis is he's like I'm I'm just worried about the next one. And I'm sure the Phoenix Suns are doing the same thing. I I think once we get into Game five, game six, it's going to be come down to the coaching adjustments that are being made here once we get, get back to even. I think we get back to even tonight, though. You know, Giannis is one of the most likable stars. So likable. He is such a likable person when you hear him talk and you hear his background and know what he's gone through. I can tell but, you from oh, experience, he doesn't throw his money around either. He's not a... <laughs> he doesn't he, seem like it. He, let's put it this way. He remembers exactly where he started. I believe it. He does not seem like the type of guy. He doesn't seem like a James Harden-esque, I'm going to throw this money type dude. But um, I don't know if it was Richard Jefferson. Somebody said probably the best anecdote about Giannis I've ever I've heard in all seven, eight years he's been in the league. And is that he realized he needs to stop trying to be Kobe and be Shaq. And you notice, you see his mindset change because all season he struggled with that a little bit. He knows he can dominate in the post, but everybody told him you got to have to have a jumper to be dominant because it's going to expand your game and help the team. But really, he's kind of said, no, screw that. I'm going to just go to the paint and just dominate. And you see 40, 41, 
30, whatever. He is dominating. Nobody can stop him in the paint. They showed the shot chart, and all 14 of his field goals were from five feet with from the basket. And so, like, when you have that and then you have the shooters you have on your squad, why would you change that? I was a person who criticized him for not having a shot, and I'm shutting the hell up. Giannis, you were right. Because it's possibly going to win you a championship the way you're playing. You just have to stay healthy and hit your free throws. If you can hit your free throws, you are unstoppable. So let me ask you guys, and Tony, we'll start with you on this, because do you guys think that this is the best type of team to put around a Giannis because it reminds me a lot. He reminds me a lot of LeBron. Number one, they're both athletic freaks, but number two, and they're running into the same problem down in new Orleans as well. Right now, their skill sets are so unique that I don't really know how you put a team around them to, to maximize what they can do. Because even with LeBron, all his teams are constructed kind of funkily. So I I don't know if this is the best team. And then I, I think back to where we're at right now, Phoenix versus Milwaukee. And we saw how the Suns got Chris Paul for basically a bag of apples and a cactus. And Nobody I, I wonder apples in Phoenix, brother. <laughs> that's why they traded him. Yeah, but, but there was there was I, I wonder how this Bucks team would look with Chris Paul as opposed to Drew Holiday. There was, I think, Paul is making more money per year than Holiday, and you got to realize the Bucks have more money invested in the salary cap than the Phoenix Suns do. If you talk about the top of the payroll, um, but they re-upped on Holiday though as soon as they signed him. Well, that's why they went out and got him. It was a goal to go ahead and lock him up because he was free agent. So and he's younger, and Giannis is younger. So why not have these guys? come together right I mean Chris Paul he could have been hurt too he had the shoulder thing I'm so happy for Chris Paul and what he's done if he wins a championship good on him you know but I hope he doesn't this year um but what other kind of team do you put around Giannis you got you cannot forget the Bucks lost probably the Bucks lost their third best defender their third best rebounder and their third best three-point shooter in Dante DiVincenzo in game two against the Miami Heat all right that makes that team a lot deeper. It really covers up for Bryn Forbes' disappearance behind the three-point line in the playoffs, which has been ridiculous. The Bucks basically go with Portis and Connaughton off the bench with a sprinkle of Teague. That's it. That's all they have because Forbes has disappeared. But you, what are you, what are you going to do if you don't want Giannis to get burnt down on protecting the rim? You have Brook Lopez. He's also a shooter who spreads the court for Giannis. You have guys that can score the ball in Middleton that can create his own shot. I mean. There's not a whole hell of a lot you can do without trying to go out and, I mean, Holiday shows up when you need him to. The guy is defensive player, uh, you know, uh, first team all defense. It's like, it's not like we're L.A. or Miami either here, or even Chicago. It's Milwaukee, right? So, what can I, you say? I want to answer you. I want to answer your question a little more stylistically because what Tony said is all fact, but I think I know what you're, what you're alluding to. I think. The biggest thing, the biggest loss you guys have had in Milwaukee over the past five or so years is when y'all lost Malcolm Brogdon because he was the best point guard, pure point guard you guys have had since Sam Cassell. And I think that's what Platt is alluding to when you're talking about how do you stylistically build a team? Because the one thing LeBron has never had except for that little small run in Cleveland was a actually good pass first leader of a point guard. He's never had it. And even Kyrie, you can argue, is a two-guard that plays point. 
Yeah, and yeah. So, Le- LeBron was the point of that team, man. Kyrie yeah, was, but uh, LeBron, uh, would you would you rather yeah. have yeah. would you rather yeah. have Brogdon over Holiday or Middleton? Depending on how I'm building it, because if I'm building a team where we're gonna call plays and play differently, then yeah, I might want to have a great point guard. But to again to the question, I think this is like, the best way you build around Giannis. Where do you where do you rank Drew you, Holiday as a point guard in the NBA? Then I think that's where he's we're not different. A point guard. That's the problem. He's not a point guard to me. He's a, he's a, he's a two three that play that can play point. But hold on, hold on. What I'm what I'm trying to say is, I think the best way to put how could Drew you Holiday how could you come on here and just tell people that year. all of a sudden like Drew Holiday's not a point guard when he's a point guard in the NBA finals so and he's been history. a point guard for the played. Bucks the entire season he's played point guard every single game and then you come on here and go well, he's don't don't worry about reality everybody just listen to what I'm telling you we he's actually a two or a three like reality is he's the point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks who are in the finals no. and he made the All NBA no. defensive team as I a point was guard to make a point. But your point, you I don't, I don't agree with what you're saying. I disagree with you that Drew Holiday is a point guard. Well, let, let me just say this real quick, and then we'll get back to you, Ray. Uh, I, I don't believe in the titles anyway. The, the point guard, the shooting guard, the fourth, the center. I don't believe in those titles. I mean, the only reason that those labels are there is so that the novice can follow the game. Like, oh, that guy's got especially the ball in his hands. He must be the point guard. Yeah, but it, it, it's always been like that, but especially nowadays. I would put Drew Holiday in the top, what, 15, 20 point guards in the league easily. I don't, you know, but I don't I don't get caught up in those labels because, number one, it, it, who's the best? And and the game has evolved, so I, I don't get caught up in those classic type of labels. But, but go go ahead, Ray, because I, I got something, somewhere else I want to go, but please uh, finish your, well, your, uh, your statement. I, I, I was just trying to say the way the team is built, the team is built around shooting and defense and letting Giannis be the one guy who can kind of him and Middleton can make their own way and kind of play their own one-on-one in the floor of the offense teams that are built with dominant ball point guards like Phoenix is with Chris Paul or like, go ahead. He's forgetting that, if either Kyrie or Harden were healthy, they wouldn't even be here. And and even after that, y'all melon farmers were literally, literally five inches away from losing to a one-man team in the second round and being at home right now. Come on, man. Literally five inches because Durant was clearly going for the kill and he, he just got big-ass feet because he's seven feet tall. Like, y'all are five inches away from being home watching this shit with us right now. Like, let's not get it twisted now. <laughs> Somebody back up the salt truck. Um, reality is greater than hypothesis, period. Greater than hyperbole. The team, I'm talking to Platt right now. I'm talking to Platt right now. Platt trying to get it under my skin. But I was asked. A, I was asked a hypothetical question. I'm with you. Reality is much better. And I'm trying to get the, the whole point I was trying to make was I like the way your team is built, other than any other way. But he asked a hypothetical question. Right. No. But at the same time, you you don't necessarily want a ball dominant point guard with having Giannis on the team. I mean, he's a guy you I agree. That want to have the ball in his hand. Right. No. But I think the where we disagree is Drew Holiday. I believe is a much better player than Malcolm Brogdon. And Drew Holiday is name me name me ten point guards in the NBA better than Drew Holiday. Name me ten. Put I him can. outside the top I ten. I agree with you one hundred percent. 
I can't. That's more I agree with you 100. My only point, my only Plant contention thinking. is Drew Holiday until this year has never played the position of point guard. Has he's taken to it and played fantastically. But you can go and look. Even in, at UCLA, he's never ever in his career played this position before. That's my only contention. Malcolm Brogdon was a strictly 100% can do nothing else but play the position of point guard, and he was really good for them, and it hurt until you got Giroux. I mean, I said he was top 15, top 20. If you really want to go here, Tony, I mean, we got Kyrie, Baby Game, Dame, rather, Steph, um, fucking um, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's not a point guard. Jamal Murray is the lead guard. guard. Jamal Murray's not a point guard. Yes. Yes, he is, sir. What else we got? Um, who else we got out here? Hold on here. Let me read let me read you something. Eight, seven point nine, six point nine, six, seven point three, six, seven point seven, six point seven, six point one. Those are assists per season for point guard Drew Holiday, by the way. Good for him. Nobody never said he he's couldn't play. Never, he's never played point guard. He's played point guard his entire oh. career in the NBA. Okay. Trey Young. You're still only at like five. I'm thinking like I this wasn't on, you know, really I'm, doing I'm thinking off the top of my head. Yes. We I can get to ten point guards better than Drew Holiday. I hold on. I, I got you. Chris Paul. I got the list of I got the list of players. So Kyrie is better. And I I, I don't like Kyrie, but Kyrie's better point guard number one. Um depending on how you feel about Ben Simmons, I don't wouldn't no, put him over. Not a chance. Okay, I just I just said something. There's a guy love, there. You want to argue point. for someone that's not a point guard? There you go. That guy's not a point guard. He's he's definitely not a point guard, but he plays it. Absolutely. He's a non. He's a he's a he's a s he's a ns forward, a non shooting forward. I can rock with that. So we got <laughs> Kyrie for sure. Uh, we got Trey Young for sure. Can mm-hmm. we agree on that? Yes. Sure. All right. I'll give you that. One. Um, Westbrook. Can no, Westbrook. That? Yes. No. Empty stats. What, what he gives you. Empty. I'm not a fa- I wouldn't take him over Drew, but what he gives you. No, then that means he's not better. If you wouldn't take him over him, to that Westbrook, Westbrook can Because I don't personally him like him in his game. That doesn't mean he's not a better player. Um, Jamal James Murray. Hard. Jamal Murray's James not a hard. point guard. I'm not calling James, James Harden. Hard. I'm not, not calling James Harden. Then Kyrie's not a point guard. Then Kyrie's not a point guard. He's the facilitator for that. For that. Then Kyrie's a shooting guard. Oh, then to, Giannis to, is a point to guard. Tony's point, you can't Middleton's put them both on the list. Put them both on the list. Budenholzer's a point guard. Yeah, you can't put them both on the list. Uh, but we got four right now with Jamal Murray. Uh, you got um, Herbie Dane Brown's a point guard. Hubie, Hubie Brown's a point guard. Steph, yes. Steph, that's six. Hubie Brown, Chris, Chris Paul, that's seven. El Del Greco, Mark Jones. Are we are we counting Luca as a point guard or no. are we counting him as a three? Luca is definitely a point guard, man. Fuck what y'all talking about. He's the facilitator of the offense. That's uh, what you call a point guard. Let's just get back. This is this is this is like I would imagine intelligent NBA fans are just banging their heads against the wall. What, 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 what? All your point guards are six three and lower, huh, Tuddy? That's no, not at all. Point guard. No, Magic Johnson no, was six eight, six nine. The point guard. The Browns a goddamn point guard. It has been his whole career. Okay, well hold on. Moran was a power forward in Miami. Shut up. He also, oh, he didn't facilitate the offense. Mark Jackson facilitated the offense from the the block as well. What's the difference? Charles Barkley Barkley played point guard for the Suns back then because their offense went through him in the post. They also had Kevin Johnson. Okay, well, come on, dude. 
Jamaret? Can we count Jamaret? Yes. No, I don't yes. know. Where Lee, you just saying words now, sir. Let's get back to the finals here, because this is getting out of hand. And Ray is frozen, and we can't hear him. And he's just, he's frozen like that. Ah, put one hand up in the air and yell at your screen. That's what Ray looks like right now on our screen. Ah! Reset your camera, Ray. Oh, there he is. He's back now. Are you back? Blink twice if you can hear me. No, we're losing him. Blink three times if you need help. <laughs> he's stuck. He's frozen again. All right. Well, Chris, somebody in the Houston area, go go check out our brother Ray, man. He might be uh, held hostage right now. He I, might be captive. I have a feeling he'll figure it out here shortly. Let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to finish up some NBA Finals talk here, uh, what we're looking forward to for the rest of the series predictions, and then a little Team USA before we get into the Shohei Otani experience. You're listening to Three Man Weave on the Chairshot Radio Network. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Ray forgot how much Chris and I like to argue on this show, and he has left. No, I think he's having some technical difficulties right now. It looks like we got him back. We got him back. He's back. You're listening to Three Man Weave, Chair Shot Radio Network. Fucking computers suck. What are you going to do? But you got it. They're like cars. Yep. What are you going to do? Yeah. Always use your head for wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Just so you know, sports entertainment and sports entertainment, Chair Shot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming Christopher platforms. You like that? Pop. Yep. I know it. There you go. You're welcome. And, and cooking. And cooking, yeah, that's a DWI is technically a cooking show. We'll start with Chris, and then I'll I'll have I'll go second, and Ray can wrap up the NBA Finals here in 90 seconds or less. What are you looking for for the rest of the series, Christopher Platt? I'm looking forward to the chess match because the interesting thing about these finals is that the games haven't been particularly played well or even close, but it's been interesting. Which I mean, what what else can you ask for? Um, again, I said Suns and Six going into this, and I have no reason to change my mind. This is a must-win for Milwaukee tonight, because if they don't, well, they're not going to be able to win two games in Phoenix. They might be able to steal one, but they're not going to be able to win two. So this is a must-win for them. But I, I still think Suns and Six, and I'm just happy to have basketball, man. Really. Uh, you know, considering everything we've been through the last you know year and a half, I'm happy that we got some basketball and some fans there as well. We got basketball and atmosphere. So, yay us. Yeah, the Suns got to get their guards going again on the road. Uh, get them playing closer to where they were at home, maybe not quite as well. Come up with a little bit better scheme to stop Giannis, but that's easier said than done like most things in life. Bucks got to continue to pound it inside and got to get better consistency from their own guards and like Chris said it's going to come down to especially if the Bucks can do what they're supposed to do at home tonight and and win game four it's going to come down to coaching game five game six if there's a game seven so I I I think the Bucks could get the momentum with a big win tonight possibly steal game five and come home for it otherwise hopefully they have the wherewithal to win another series in seven on the road so we'll see what happened i wouldn't be surprised either way two very talented teams both teams have hall of fame players leading their team and 
a good coach in Phoenix and hopefully a coach that's getting better in Milwaukee. Ray, take us home. Hopefully I can. Fucking internet. I believe in you. Um, and, um, Suns got to win a game in Milwaukee. Simple as that. Got to win a game in Milwaukee. You don't, even though we have home court, you don't want to leave it to game seven. Because anything can happen in the game seven. And Chris Paul doesn't have good histories with game sevens. They got to win one. And this, I think this will be the game still. Because you're not still in game six. You're just not. Um, so, yeah. They got to win a night. But Milwaukee is firing at all cylinders. Giannis got his, he got his, he got his mojo, you know, he got his mojo back. And when you empower the seven, eight, nine guys on the bench, you're, you're dangerous. Bobby Porter is running around there. Like he's like, he a ball. So when you got them guys out there feeling good, it's a scary situation. I think the Suns home court advantage has, has been the best all uh, playoffs. The only other one that you can challenge is the Bucks. Well, there you have it, folks. A very intriguing series, to say the least. Some very solid matchups. And DeAndre Ayton should be on the court tonight as you've listened to this preview before. Game four from Milwaukee. 2020, DA. Represent for the Cats, boy. You get mad at us for saying Millie Walkay, but then you refuse to learn that man's proper name as well. So hey, to be fair, Aiton. it's because I, I call him Jonas. That's why. So Aiton, it's, it's fair. Aiton, DeAndre Ayton? Ayton? Which one is it? Is it Baszler or Baszler? It's Aiden. Aiden? Yeah, that's it's what I said. It's Millie Walkay. It's That's fine. USA Basketball, Team USA Basketball, Greg Popovich, belittling reporters on an international level now. Maybe deserved, maybe not, regardless or not. Did you see Damian Lillard's face when, when he knew Pop was going in on this guy? If you watch it back, you could see Lillard sitting next to him, Dame sitting there, and he's just he's kind of straight face, kind of looking at this guy like, why is this guy on Pops? Then Lenny, he, in his mind, he realizes Pops about to make this dude look like he's four years old. And you see this smile just creep up on Lillard's face like, oh, shit, this dude's going to get it. Anyway, retribution, a big win against Argentina after back-to-back losses, but with a limited roster as well. Uh, what are you guys' overall thoughts going into this and all the hoopla that's been made over these two exhibition losses? Uh, that the USA don't got the biggest dick in the room no more, and we got to stop acting like we do. Simple as that. We got to stop acting like we're the only team that can put together fucking good teams. Everybody got every everybody got NBA players now, and they practice together. We don't. Which thing's gonna happen? You know, unless we put our best, unless we put the best twelve out there. I'm talking LeBron, Steph, Hart. Like, unless they go. No, we got to actually be coached. And Pop has never been good in international competition. Go back to 2000. Go back to 2000 and go back to what was the Larry Brown team that finished in third and they, they made him overhaul the the entire 06, Team USA structure? 06. Yeah, Popovich was a – was it 06? I, I, I'm thinking 08. But either way, Popovich was an assistant coach on there. But, yo, this is much ado about nothing. PC, Ray, it, it really is. Number one – these guys haven't had a lot of time to practice together. This isn't going to be the full unit. I'd be surprised if we don't see Middleton and Devin Booker on that squad as well. It's hard for me to believe that LeBron isn't going to be playing because he's still the top guy. Whether or not he's the best player, I don't know, but he's that the top guy. Carpets right now. He ain't worried about no basketball. <laughs> he's the top guy, though, which means he's got to be there to represent because he's basically, you know, the NBA, LeBron, and Nike 
they're they're in business together. They're they're partners at this point. So he's got to be there to represent. Excuse me. Yeah, this is a, a whole bunch of nothing. Australia has been good for a long time now. And like Ray alluded to, they do have NBA players. The Nigeria thing, that was a little shocking. But the NBA has been making infrastructure over there in Africa. So, you know, that that that's going to start to be the norm here. Shit, within 30 years, man, well, we're going to see a bunch of... Africa's got its own basketball league now, I believe, as well. Yeah, sponsored by the NBA. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. They're setting up inf- the NBA is setting up infrastructure in Africa, similar to how Major League Baseball set up infrastructure in the Caribbean or the Caribbean. It's the same thing, man. So 30 Aiden, years from now, we're gonna Aiden, see a Caribbean. What up? God damn it! Can I figure it? Can I? I y'all gonna be there? Okay, fuck you. Thank you for <laughs> y'all gonna be but, there. Y'all gonna no, be burning this playing. building down if I can hear that song one more goddamn time. <laughs> that's still that's still a pop. But yeah, we're 30 years away from seeing a bunch of seven foot six Steph Curry's out there coming out of Africa. Like 30, 40, 50 years from now, man, the NBA is just going to be a bunch of Europeans and Africans. But that's neither here nor there. This is all a much ado about nothing. They'll be fine. I do think that the competition has gotten better. I'm not going to say that you Team USA is clearly not going to cakewalk through the Olympics, but they'll be just fine. If anything, man, we should all be grateful that come the Olympics, we're going to have some competitive basketball, which is cool. You you know, I was li- I was I, I was listening to Jalen and Jacoby and Jalen said something I didn't think about. But he said that the NBA built the team or not the NBA, Brian Colangelo, different than the NBA, built this Team USA team based on shooting. We just I'll shoot everybody since we know we're going to get the best players. We don't have any size. He's going to shoot everybody. Well, you can't beat people if you got shooters and you ain't making shots. And they getting out shot. So, I mean, and they can't defend. Their, their bigs are Bam Adebayo, Kevin Love, in, 2011, 20, in 2021. Not 2011 Kevin Love, 2021 Kevin Love, and six foot five Draymond Green. Now, Draymond Green plays way bigger than his size, but they just, they, they when they play Spain, when they play Argentina and these teams, they're going to eat them up in the middle, dog. They just beat Argentina so, by 28. I think they're going to beat right. every, I think they're going to beat everybody by plenty. I think they're just getting going. They'll have the rest of the pieces. You're going to see some dedication from different guys you wouldn't think it from. Kevin Durant is the guy that's in charge here. He is taking LeBron's spot. LeBron is done playing Olympic basketball. He said he's not coming back to play it anymore. You got to realize this team would also have Kawhi Leonard had he not gotten hurt, right? That would have made a big, big difference. But I still you know think in? I still think they win gold, and I still think they win it fairly easily. Why has Steph never played in the Olympics? He hates America. Ah, that no, is. I, that's not true, folks. I was that was a that's completely <laughs> false. Uh, holy moly! I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It's a good question. Because Steph is super fragile and he wants his off seasons to be his off seasons. And maybe he just want to hang out with his family and chill. And to be fair, for six years, five, six years, that man was playing all the way into June. So that too. And before that, that too. the team wouldn't have taken him because he was good, but he wasn't. He, he wasn't hadn't Steph made that yet. Yeah. So yeah. that may be what it is. But this would have been the year. You you telling me, all due respect to KD, who is unguardable. But it's telling me that Steph Curry wouldn't have been the most dangerous person on the court right now? 
Well, not with KD there, but he needs a rest, man. He carried that whole team on his goddamn back all season, and well, they made I, it play Yeah, I don't think game. anybody argues with you the fact that Steph Curry would benefit any team he'd be on in any situation in any corner of the planet. Can I ask a quick question? It's a, it's a tangential question, but it's basketball. Sure. Y'all believe in this possibility that Dan could go back to the Bay and play with Steph? And if you do believe in that, can you imagine a league? That gives us Steph, Clay, and Dame on the same team. Man, that's that's some that's that's not. There's teams that could take advantage of a backcourt with that kind of defense between Dame and Steph, though. I think he would go to the Knicks before Golden State. But I mean, hell, if I'm Portland, I'm staying packed this year. We're gonna see what Chauncey can do. Agreed. I mean, look at look at the landscape in the NBA, man. All the injuries, and I mean, if I'm Portland, I'm thinking, yo. I could make a run at this melon farmer, man. If things break right for us, yeah, we can make a run. So you got to run that back one more t- one more again, and and see what you can do, and see what the landscape looks like next year, and then we start to make our changes if need be. CJ for Paul George or CJ for Bill Ben Simmons. Get CJ out. Get somebody that can play defense that you can put on a big wing and let Dame be Dame. I'm with you 100. But you can't forget Dame from the Bay. Anything's possible. All right, folks, we got a couple topics left. Quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Three Man Weave, Church Shot Radio Network. Always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Shout out to Greg Popovich, if for no other reason than I just enjoy saying the name Greg Popovich. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. I see that broadcast school is finally paying off. Shohei Otani, the biggest name in Major League Baseball, doing things people haven't done since the era of one George Herman Ruth. Starts in the All-Star game, leads off, and pitches. Let's first talk about this. I want to quick around the horn here. The MLB All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby, the whole All-Star experience for that sport. I believe both of those things are in second place. I think that the NBA All-Star Game is the better game. I think the Pro Bowl is the absolute worst game. And I think the NHL All-Star Game is is up there too with with the MLB All-Star Game. I think the fact that the dunk contest doesn't have big names and it's kind of getting a little bit vanilla for me on the all-star weekend for NBA. I like the skills competition for hockey at the top of that list. So how do you guys rate those different all-star weekends and, and, and periods, Ray? The three point contest is the most exciting of all of them to me. Three point is taken over as the pentomet um, skill competition. But I'm with you. The skills competition in hockey is fire, and the derby's fire. I like it. They've they've really tried to tweak tried to tweak the settings a little bit in that derby to make it more watchable. Because, but uh, unlike Bomani said, ultimately it's just fucking batting practice. I guess like you can say, ultimately the three point contest is just shoot around. But it's the things they can do is crazy. Um, so I'd go three point contest. Home run derby, skills competition, and then NFL's last in both because they don't care. 
Um, Pro Bowl is terrible. I don't even count the damn Pro Bowl. I think the I think the NBA may have the best All Star game, especially now since Kobe passed. They've tried to inject some competition in it. I've never watched the NHL NHL All Star game. I've never watched one. Yeah, I think the three point contest has kind of overtaken the dunk contest just because of the way that the game has evolved. I too and enjoy big this. stars go. Yeah, and big stars well, go. I, I, I mean, too in, enjoy if, the if skills about, competition. If you talk about viewership, sorry, Platt, the M home run derby is supersedes all of it. Oh yeah, the dunk contest, the three point, everything. Sorry, Platt. That's facts. Yeah, but that shit's whack now, especially with the clock. That shit was whack. Well, I tried sa- to watch it. I that's was... what saved it. No, that shit's whack now. I don't like the clock. It's whack. I I, so, I disagree. The the clock saved it because I'm not gonna sit there waiting for forever, 45 minutes. Yeah, one guy guys are taking run. six, seven pitches at a time waiting. There's a little more drama to it. Yeah, that shit made it whack to me, man. I would say the three point competition and then the NHL skills competition. I think that's how it goes. Of course, NFL is gonna be butt naked last on all of our lists, but I was thoroughly disappointed. By the All Star, the Major League Baseball All Star festivities, excuse me, this weekend. Jesus, I had to get it out and I was trying to hold it, but I couldn't get it out. So I had to belch online. I apologize, y'all. But the game was meh. And yeah, I just, I don't like the clock with the, with the, I don't like the clock with the, with the baseball thing, man, with the home run competition, man. I think it kind of takes away from the drama and the build and stuff like that. All right. Okay. I see you there. So Shohei Otani, just, basically becoming the face of baseball. And we wanted to touch a little bit on some of the things and comments that were made. Ray, do you want to kind of walk us through here and start this conversation we're going to have here to end the show? Sure. Well, I, we all know baseball, while it may be, what do they say, as American as baseball, right? It may be a staple of American. Yeah. Um, it's, football has taken it over as the pastime. But if you go back to as early as, like, as late as the 1900s. maybe – from like the 80s, 1980s, all the way back till, yeah, the Civil War, baseball was, it was baseball, boxing, and horse racing until about the 60s. <laughs> well, that's because we, we didn't have shit to do. Like, okay, let's play two <laughs> early banks. Like, it was shit to do. There was no television, that's you fair. know, there was no cable. All we did was fuck, which is why all of our grandparents got like 50, 11 kids and watched baseball. Fuck it, let's play two. We ain't doing shit else. Well, we about to go home and listen to and crowd around the radio like a bunch of retards and listen. Well, but and if, you know and if any of the sports, <laughs> like we can see it. but if any of the sports <laughs> took to the radio best, it would be giving the description baseball. of a baseball game on the radio as opposed to any other Facts. sport. But Ray, why don't you get into what was going on and, and the comments said against Shohei Otani possibly being the face of, a, of an American uh, sporting league. Right. So there was some controversy this week. Stephen A. Smith, who is one to put his foot in his mouth, um, was trying to speak about Shohei Otani, who is unquestionably the biggest star in baseball this year. No, there's, there's no question to it. Um, and the fact that Shohei is naturally Japanese and is working on his English, but does every interview with a translator. Stephen A. was trying to make the point that given baseball's record, given baseball's viewership and demographic, the people who watch baseball may not be interested in following a sport where, or even new people where the biggest star doesn't speak English. And that's not, he wasn't speaking specifically about Japanese people and Asians. The big, the biggest stars in baseball, not the biggest stars, but a bunch of the, the more popular stars in baseball in the past 15, 20 years have been 
Hispanic from the from Central America or the Caribbean. So, you know, you his his point I think was said horribly and ignorantly. However, I think there's a real conversation because we can even switch it to wrestling, where the conversation recently has been Santos Escobar is who Vince wanted Andrade to be. Well, the only difference is Santos speaks English. Andrade couldn't cut a promo in English. And so this is a kind of a thought process I thought was interesting for us to talk about, especially given Shohei, because Shohei, if you watch him for five minutes, you are enthralled. All due respect to Mike Trout, Mike Trout is maybe the maybe the best player ever and has never made me interested to watch him. I will watch Angels game to watch Shohei. So I thought it was an interesting conversation to have given where America is now, given what baseball has be, been historically and what it's becoming. And does it matter that the face of a, of, a, of a sport, the entire face of a sport, can't do the mill of all the shows without a translator? Does that matter? Should it matter? No. Does it matter? Of course. This is America. We're dumb as fuck. You know what I mean? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not, you know, let me just throw this out here, man. Number one, what Shohei is doing, this is cool as shit. Like, in, in my opinion, this is the best thing that could have pop up, possibly happened to baseball. And I'm a guy that loves baseball. And one of the best things that happened during this pandemic is that I rediscovered my love for baseball. I love baseball. And this is awesome. And I don't necessarily fuck with Stephen A. Smith. I, period. I don't even have to put any qualifiers. I don't fuck with Stephen A. Smith. But he's not wrong on this. Considering what America is, and this is, quote-unquote, America's pastime. Tony, I know football has surpassed it, but that's the cachet that it has. I mean, he's not wrong. There is going to be a disconnect, just like with a lot of these uh, Latin and Hispanic players that come over. There's a bit of a disconnect because they don't speak the language. It just is what it is. I, I I want to get your opinion on it, Tony. I just I just want to say first and foremost, there are there is very there are very clear videos of Shohei speaking English. Well, that's almost, the thing. No, oh, I, I, I bet my bad, Ray. I apologize, man. But yeah, don't let that motherfucker fool you. Okay, I know this for a fact. Those Asian melon farmers, and I don't say that you know trying to be funny or or trying to be disrespectful or anything like that. We the only motherfuckers talking over here in America, which is why that shit won't fly over here in America, because we the only motherfuckers that don't grow up speaking other languages. Most yeah. people that come over here from other countries, they speak two, three, four, five different languages well, because you, they're taught that from from school. But but go ahead, Sonny. I, what do you I, call someone that speaks more than one language? Oh, I see. I know you're going. But you switch. Bilingual, trilingual, and what right. you call someone that speaks one language. one language, American, American, yeah. But the, the the issue is, you you know, I'm sure he speaks great English. And number one, that might be a way to kind of insulate himself from having to deal with all that media pressure. And number two, it's not his first language, so he might not feel as comfortable expressing himself in that language because it's not his first language and he doesn't want to come over here and say something wrong possibly or something get lost in translation and now all of a sudden it's a goddamn international incident but to be but just going back to where we started this conversation right yeah that's going to be a problem for the average american and we know what the average american is no disrespect to Tony, you know i love you but 
that's going to be a problem to them. It just is what it is. That, so you just why, made a point. Why, really... why is it no disrespect to me because the average American is going to have that problem? Dude, you you want him to say word it? word word. You want him to say it aloud? Word. I, I will. You know I will. Yeah, go ahead, say it. No, let me move on. Nope, let's be good. Let's let's stay on the air. Let's not get kicked off. Because I'm be a middle aged because I'm a middle aged white man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, our commander in chief likes when I be talking this shit. He likes the fact that I don't bite my goddamn tongue. But go ahead, Ray. I do too. I do too. That's I, why I love you. I um, but no, I want to. I do want to speak about that point. About he, I don't. He does. He clearly doesn't speak fluent English yet, but he speaks enough to have, be conversational. But the issue is with these people who are bilingual with English as their second language. It's that it's one thing if I'm having a conversation with you and it's just you, but if I'm going to get interviewed and that interview is going to get played over and over and over and over again and analyzed over and over and over again like these athletes are there's a there's a fear because english by so many people mentioned so many people say that english is the hardest language to learn of all of them for this one reason there are so many different nuances with words that you don't know and so you may know actual vocabulary it's not like spanish where it's conjugation it's this word turns to this that's it boom let's go there are so much nuance that they're scared to say something wrong, which is why they're more natural, more comfortable speaking their natural tongue and letting get get flipped by somebody who's that's their career or job to do that. So I understand it. And we have to understand, too, we've been very um, I think we've been we've been very insulated and we've been very lucky because the, we're the, stupid, Ray. No, we are. We're but hold stupid. on. Hold on. Hold on. You're right. But hold on. We've been very lucky and very insulated because the stars that we've had that have been foreign with that speak English secondarily have spoken so well that we've been ignorant. Yao Ming spoke Chinese here for six months and then spoke fluent English the rest of his life. Fernando Valenzuela, so many people who have been huge, Roberto Clemente, they speak perfect English. And so we have a guy now who, where we're in probably the best space socially to accept this it's weird that now of all times is when it's a conversation, but you know, this is the first time I can remember somebody being this good at the top of the league in one of the top three sports and doesn't speak it because everybody else does. Well, baseball probably is the biggest melting pot of the four major sports. I would say you have much more international uh, influence even more so than what basketball has been growing with. Um, I, I don't think it's a question of whether or not someone who is of Shohei Otani's unbelievable capabilities uh, as an athlete and the lack of being able to speak English can become the face of an American sport because I think it has already happened. He's already the face of that sport. Would it be easier for him to handle the questions if he can you go to the other side of it and say, well, OK, well, he doesn't want to speak English right now because he hasn't learned it well enough yet to go along and feel these questions and say exactly what he wants. But maybe that's why he's still trying to, to learn English. Right. He's only 23. He's a young, young man. Right. Um, would it be easier to be a better marketing tool if you spoke English? One hundred percent. Is it 100% necessary, though, for him to become a face and continue to grow as a star in America? Not whatsoever. 
Like, it's something that doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. That's basically my take on it. Don't get it twisted. That melon farmer speaks English well. You know what I mean? Because that's just what house. they do over Open there. Open the door. They, they learn English just like in 20 years. Our kids over here are going to be learning Mandarin. It's the same thing, man. They grew up speaking English. Like, is he completely comfortable with it? Maybe not. And maybe that's a way to keep himself insulated so he has a, doesn't have to deal with all this, all the bullshit that comes along with that. He just wants to play ball, make some money, and and enjoy his life in America. And I'm not mad at him about that at all. I agree with you, but let me just flip it real quick, and I know we probably want to want to move on. But Shinsuke Nakamura, when he got signed to, and I know let's go back to wrestling. I'm sorry, but when he got signed to WWE, NXT, whatever, he spoke perfect conversational English. But it didn't come off in promos because promo English is different than conversational English. That's the same issue I think that Shohei has. If you talk to him one on one, it's fine. But if again, if I have to be put in front of a camera and give me a hot take and this and that and such and such and such, it's uncomfortable because you don't know if you're saying the right thing. So yeah, I agree with Platt that I'm sure he speaks enough English to have a conversation with somebody. But I don't I don't think it's fluent enough to just go Yao Ming and just go on the 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 circuit and do all the diff- go on Kimmel and whatever and so on and so forth but yeah that's where I'm at but shout out to him though man because he is the coolest thing really he's probably the coolest thing in sports in the last what five to ten years like what yeah. he's doing right now in baseball this shit is crazy not not only was he the starting pitcher in the all-star game but he's also leading the league in home runs as well like yo man that's cool that's cool. One hundred percent. Yes, it's uh, it's an athlete of of a generation, to say the least, maybe of multiple generations. Any last thoughts before we wrap up the weave this week, gentlemen? Ray Cash, always great to have you around. Great to see your lovely face. How was uh, thank you? How was your birthday? The rest of your birthday? I never really do much, man. I got some wings and watched us get our ass beat. Well, hopefully you can get some wings after we're done recording here and repeat your birthday. Tell everybody where they can find you, Ray. I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y's and Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as, as in dollars. Shout out to the country of Italy for winning the Euro. Fuck you, England, wow. for Damn. continuing to be England. Mags is going to have to say, bip, bip. I'm going to have to report back to Mags on you. I'm going to have to tell you. Mags will say the same thing I just said. Fuck you, England, for being England, if you know what I mean. <laughs> You can find me at PC Tunny, Facebook, and Twitter. Please continue to listen to everything Chair Shot Radio Network, sports entertainment, and sports entertainment. We got you covered. All your favorite streaming platforms. Don't forget to always use your head. Platt, you want to take us home? England. We've been taking L since 1776. Wow. You all can find me on Twitter wow. at the Real C Platt. But more importantly, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content that you love so much day in and day out here at the chair shot is by supporting the movement. And you do that by going to pro forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. It bears repeating when you go to pro forward slash the chair shot while perusing pro forward slash the chair shot. I guarantee you are going to find a T aesthetically pleasing and something you are absolutely going to love. And all you need to do is go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, TheChairShot.com. Remember, we're not just a website. We are a movement. 
hey, folks, I hope y'all enjoyed game four because by the time it's happened or in the midst of it happening, this will come up. But we had to crank one out for y'all. And we got the band back together, man. So I'm loving that. Hey, you know we come on at 8 Eastern. The game is until 9 Eastern. They can sure as hell listen to a nice hour-long preview leading up to the game. And if you're listening to this after the game, go Suns. Three and one. Go Suns three and one. I love you all a ton. For the Commissioner PC Tunney. That's fucking For Mr. Raymond Cash. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We'll see you back here next week. Will Milwaukee have pulled even? Or have the Suns taking a commanding lead? Find out this and other adventures on next week's Three Man Weave. Same <laughs> plat time, same plat channel. That was one of the worst exits ever. DJ And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they stay there. Cause all I do is win, win, win. And if you going in, put your hands in the air, make them stay there. Luda, ludicrous going in on the verse, cause I've never been defeated and I won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them my folks locked down. I never went nowhere. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.